Welcome to The Kindness Project, the podcast designed to share stories of kindness and share how kindness can make positive change in our world, one small act at a time. This week on The Kindness Project, we talk about the harmonious tones of a dying nightingale, the Muppets, and we interviewed Jeannie Boyle. Hi and welcome to another episode of The Kindness Project. I'm joined by Charlotte Dames, the person who introduces podcasts the slowest in the world. I'm offended. And I am joined by Chris Dames, the man with the harmonious voice of a dying nightingale. <laughs> I thought my voice was more like a dying sparrow. Um, but I, I, I suppose it's better than being a dying otter. That would be, you wouldn't want the harmonious voice of a dying otter, would you? Is that, <laughs> was that your, do you want to do your dying otter impression again? Oh, the cough, the cough is back, listeners. The cough is back. So here, here is Charlotte. I'll give you, I'll, do you want a drum roll? Yes, please. Okay, here is Charlotte's impression of a dying otter. Apparently, apparently, listeners, that's a, that's a dinotta. Um, and if, if you don't know what I'm talking about in terms of the slowest podcast introduction in the world... Then you're not what, listening to these in chronological order. Oh, don't ever go at the listeners. They listen whatever order they want. Um, uh, we're talking about Podcast 14, where Charlotte decided to talk like that for the first two minutes of the podcast. It was all right, we'll we'll get you to do more, and I'm sure you'll uh, I'm sure you'll get there. So I've got the dulcet tones of a dying what? <laughs> <laughs> the harmonious tones of a dying nightingale. Uh, as we've had your dying otter impression, <laughs> can you just help us with a dying nightingale impression as well? Now, I wish my voice was that harmonious, genuinely, but actually it's not that harmonious. It's just the um, cockney wafflings of a man born in Cannon Town. Trusting human by Reagan Bowman. <laughs> well, that, that is my karaoke song of choice, Human by Reagan Bowman. Yeah. And on it, I can do half of the song relatively well. And then he breaks out into his deep bellow of a voice. And all, that's all you can hear for like three blocks. Yeah. What's your karaoke song of choice at the moment? I don't, I don't have a karaoke song of choice. I kind of just sing whatever, whatever, whatever's on, even if I don't like it. Because I just like, I enjoy singing. What song would you duck out of? What song would you avoid? Anything by Justin Bieber. Anything by Justin Bieber? Mm-hmm. Okay, fair enough. So, we will talk about question of the podcast in a minute. Mm-hmm. But, but, can we let people know? Oh, two couple of things before we start, listeners. iTunes. So, we need some more iTunes reviews, don't we? Oh, yeah. And if you're... Why did you just poke me in the nose? <laughs> Uh, you're getting a bit of a visual interpretation of what's going on, listeners. So we thank you, firstly, for the iTunes re- reviews so far. They're really appreciated. Um, but if you are enjoying the podcast, l- please leave us a review somewhere. It helps more people find us. And, um, yeah, it's really useful. And it's, you know what, sometimes when Charlotte and I are sitting in a room on our own, we do have a laugh doing these podcasts. But it's good to know that somebody somewhere is listening. I don't know why you are, to be frank, but if you are, we <laughs> we really appreciate it. See, see, you don't care, do you? You enjoy just sitting down having a chat with me and just doing the see, project. See, if it got full steam, I would expect that. I'm just saying. If this went... Full steam. Full steam. If, if we had, like, millions of downloads, yeah. you'd want a salary. <laughs> 
<laughs> my own daughter, listeners, wants a salary for doing a podcast with me. I don't, I, I don't know whether to be the proudest I've ever been or, um, or actually a little bit scared. I'm doing work in this too, can't deny that. No, no, you are doing work. And what we're going to do, we're going to pay Russell as well. Yeah. Ah, oh, Russell. Yeah, we've got to talk about Russell as well because... Charlotte and I get together and record the segments and the interviews for the podcast. But one, yeah, we live together. But we do live together. <laughs> but we um, often, you live in your room and I live downstairs with the rest of the family because you're a 14-year-old hermit at times. Um, I just drag you out to get this podcast done. But there is a silent partner, a man so anonymous, he only goes out at midnight. It's Russell. So Russell... That's the, not the introduction I want to use. What introduction would you use for Russell? A man, so anonymous, he comments on all the posts. <laughs> uh, so Russell is the man who um, is the true... If we're the face and the voice of the podcast, I don't know which is which. Russ- face, obviously, I'm happy. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Uh, Russell is the man that just gets stuff done. So thank you, Russell. Uh, uh, I know you like to stay as the silent partner of the podcast, but we appreciate the work you're doing. And he might edit all this out because it's too... He wants to stay a secret, but he might not. If he wanted to stay a secret, why would he comment on all the questions he knows for the podcast? Exactly true. He likes to get involved, doesn't he? So thank you, Russell. We really appreciate it. And and thank you, listeners. I really appreciate, or we both really appreciate you listening, and I'm sure, I'm sure Russ does too, right? Okay, so I've begged for iTunes reviews. <laughs> I'm now going to beg for an answer to this week's question of the podcast. Do you know what it is? What? So, I love certain shows. Yeah. One of the shows I love, and I've loved for years, is The Muppets. But the big question of the podcast is, who's your favourite Muppet? Fuzzy. Straight away! <laughs> Straight away with Fuzzy. So I what? love... <laughs> I would love to just be, be fuzzy. We, I think you are fuzzy. I've heard your jokes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so t- tell me why fuzzy. Because, like, he's always trying to make everyone laugh. Okay. Like, whether people like it or not, he's always trying to yeah. bring a smile to someone's face. And he he does try and come up with his own original stuff. He's not just like... like oh, yeah. Alternative com- comedian Fuzzy Bear. <laughs> yeah, so Google jokes about... I can't believe, I can't believe the other day, Saturday afternoon, you, you mum, me and Sophie sat there on our sofa googling jokes to tell each other. Oh my god, my my favourite one. Who built Sir Arthur's round table? Don't know. Circumference. (laughs) They get worse. And I did threaten in a previous podcast to bring my book of dead jokes in and I still might do that actually. So, listeners, who is... Oh, you haven't asked me who my favourite Muppet is? No, I was going to say... Oh, I don't get to talk now, do I? No. Are we sharing <laughs> no. this podcast or not? I'm just kidding. If, you, if, <laughs> if, if, if anyone comments and says to bring in the, the, the dead book, please, please don't. Listeners, um, I'll do a Twitter poll. Shall we bring in the book of dead jokes for a dead joke special <gasps> podcast fun. episode? It's just in the podcast. That becomes like... Yeah. Why are you telling me random dad jokes? <laughs> yeah, should we have a, a podcast episode in the future where it's just random dad jokes? Oh, that'd be lit. All right, we're going to do that. Okay, so, um, would you like to know who my favourite Muppet is? Yeah, go on then. There's only one. Better than Fuzzy. <gasps> Be- better than Waldorf and Statler. It's animal. Better than Kermit. <laughs> <laughs> you Can you let me 
did we run up first? <laughs> so Animal is my, and he's been my favourite for years. I don't know why. I, I just. Isn't it like you? Oh, cheers, mate. Um, so, Animal is definitely my favourite Muppet. But we want to hear about who your favourite Muppet is. So you can get in touch with us in the following ways. <laughs> your turn. Do not. I didn't say a word. <laughs> Do not. Um, and then the email is Ola. Why are you rubbing your head? I'm trying to remember it. Oh. Ola at thekindnessproject.co.uk. Yay! And his Twitter is at Chris Bates. Who's he? The cat's mother. <laughs> <laughs> your Twitter is. Your listeners can't see you pointing. The old man's Twitter. Oh! <laughs> Painful. <laughs> Excellent. So that was particularly nonsensical <laughs> this time. Should we get on with the show? Give, give me funny looks, but yeah. Excellent. So, Charlotte, it's the part of the show we all love, mainly because of the jingle. Let Are me do we it. ready? Let oh, me no, do no, it. no, you're gone. <coughs> kind of snooze. I'm going to drink it out. <laughs> oh, God. How long is that going to last? <laughs> kind of snooze. Um, uh, but before we annoy all of our listeners so much, they stop listening. All Sorry. of our, all of our two listeners. Um, no, now we've got a few now. Actually, we're doing all right with listeners. We're yes. uh, we're becoming increasingly popular, which is cool. We're going to be famous. No, I don't, no, I won't no, go that no, far. No. Tell us your <laughs> story of kindness news this week. Okay, so woman reveals her random act of kindness uh, made her year just months after bike crash in the same spot. Okay. A woman found a bouquet of flowers and heartwarming note at her local bus stop has told of how the random acts of kindness have made her year. Ruth Clark, 26, who lives in Hackney, was en route to work when Where? she spot. Where does she live? Hackney. You, why do you pronounce the H on that? Because that's not your typical thing, is it? Is it? Is it not Hackney? <laughs> no, because that's something <laughs> she entirely... She lives in Hackney. <laughs> All her kindness. Go on, she lives in Hackney was en route to work when she spotted a bunch of flowers resting on the seat of her local bus stop with a note attached. Okay. It transpired that the flowers had been left by a stranger who simply wanted to brighten someone else's day. And it seems those flowers were destined to find Ruth, who just months before had been involved in a serious bike accident metres away from the stop. So near the bus stop? Mm-hmm. All right, okay. She has said that this act of kindness was particularly important and touching as it brought back a lot of memories of the kindness strangers demonstrated in that moment on the same street just a few months ago. Okay, cool. We've got an interview coming up with somebody called uh, Bernadette Russell, and she is incredibly good at just walking the streets of London doing that sort of thing. So she leaves sponges of flowers on bus stops and for valentine's day she'll go out and leave a bunch of different cards around um and she does that sort of thing so i love that story it's a great story isn't it yeah give me another one let's see (laughs) are we coughing after every story as well as on the jingle now or what no it's just i've got something stuck in my throat all right okay okay i don't know if it's something again um 
Football fans can be fierce rivals, but the reaction of supporters in the wake of explosions near a Champions League team bus show that the kindness trumps any competition. Three bombs went off near Borussia D- Dortmund. Borussia team. Dortmund, yeah. This uh, was a while ago, wasn't it? Team, yeah, I think so. Which was carrying them to their Champions League quarterfinal match against Monaco on Tuesday. The match was postponed until the following day as a result. When was the date of this one? Uh, April... 2017. Okay, so it was April last year, yeah? Yeah, the match was postponed until the following day as a result, leaving fans who travelled for the game at a loose end and some with nowhere to stay. As a gesture of solidarity, Monaco fans began chanting Dortmund from the stands of the German Westfalen studio where the match had been due to take place. Okay. The home fans then went on to extend the kindness to the visitors in return using the hashtag bed for away fans and table for away fans. Local supporters offered Monaco fans dinner and somewhere to stay. Oh, I love that. So, because there was more traffic and they couldn't get home, they offered sort of away fans. Yeah, and there's loads of like pictures as well. Of what, of fans getting together helping each other out? Yeah. Yeah, I think if you've got like a, a common interest football football uh, even though sometimes it doesn't feel like it um i think if the reality is that we're saying people are generally good which we believe they are it's really nice to see um uh, fans helping each other out but can i ask a little favor for next week you know when you're doing kindness news yeah you know the news bit Mm-hmm. It helps if it's relatively new. That's a year old story. I'm just, <laughs> it's a good one. I'm just putting them on the table as they, as oh, they right. come just, to my attention. Just come to your attention, lay them out, yeah. and, and, and do it. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you, Charlotte. So this week, Charlotte, we've got an interview for our story of the podcast. Uh, a lady called Jeannie Boyle. Now, Jeannie um, uh, works for a company called EQ Investors. They're a financial planning firm in London town. But um, we talk about uh, business and kindness because I think that business and kindness are linked and you can be in business and do good. And there's um, we talk about a range of different subjects, including business, uh, B Corps and their businesses that have made the commitment to do good in society as well as running a commercial business. We talk about uh, business being a force for good and we also talk about eggs because that's our favourite subject. And she's got an awesome suggestion for uh, what's the best use of an egg. Would you like to listen to the interview? Yes, please. Okay, so I'm joined today uh, by Jeannie. Is it Jeannie? It is Jeannie, yes. I, 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 I I, I was struggling with the pronunciation actually, but I'm glad I got it right. So it's it's Jeannie Boyle. Um, and um, before we get on to the interview questions, Jeannie, I know that that you got involved in one of our previous podcast questions of the day about eggs, right? So yes. so tell us tell us a little bit about what your ideal egg dish is. My ideal egg dish, and probably one of my most favouritest dishes in the world, is very simple. Okay. Slice of probably sourdough bread, lightly toasted, smothered in real butter, and topped by a fried egg. Oh, that that does sound good. It's a thing of beauty. That that does sound really good. I think. Uh, uh, you know what I we've been talking about eggs out of all of the podcast questions of the day it seems to be the one that's generated the most um, the most response 
And somebody said to me, it was on Twitter, wasn't it? Somebody said, an omelette. I, I, it's the only thing I can cook in my house. So I literally, I, the only thing we ever have that's good by me is an omelette. And it's always better when it's a duck egg, I think. A duck egg omelette, just lovely, big, juicy omelette. Um, it's really good. Huh. I've only ever had a standard chicken egg omelette. Have you never had a duck egg omelette? <laughs> Make that a new life goal. Well, I think I think yeah. your uh, the answer to your question of your favourite egg dish might change when you've had a duck egg omelette. They are awesome. They're brilliant. I would update you. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me a little bit about you. Uh, I'm a I'm a financial planner like you, yeah. and I'm a director of a business called EQ Investors, uh, okay. based up in London. Yeah. Uh, I live down in Brighton by the seaside. Okay. Uh, How far are you away from the sea? Uh, at the moment, I could I could get there in five minutes at a brisk walk. Awesome. Yeah, it's very very nice. Very lucky. And um, how long have you been a financial planner? Uh, I've been working in financial planning for, I think, nearly 12 years now. Okay, okay. And um, you mentioned that you're a, a director of a, a company. Tell me about, tell me a little bit about EQ Investors. EQ Investors uh, has been going for just over three years now. Before that, we were a company called Tuesday Asset Management. Um, okay. And we were set up by uh, John Spears, who previously... Uh, formed and ran Best Invest okay. um, and we we, we we were set up really to try and do things a little bit differently so yeah. we want to deliver excellent financial planning uh, brilliant investment management to all our clients but we, we knew that we wanted to deliver those things in a way that was accessible to lots of people yeah. uh, helped people really engage at an emotional level with yeah. their money what it can do for them because uh, that's really at the heart of financial planning I think you probably know that, yeah. you know, this is, that it's about helping people achieve what they want to do with their life is not yeah, really about money. Yeah. Just a that's just a, a that's just the detail really. Um and, and part of that was doing business differently and yeah. also offering different choices in terms of investments. So making sure people had the option to invest. What used to be called ethically now we tend to call it impact investing. Okay. What why do you think there's been a change in sort of terminology around that? Because ethical investing, why why do you think it's now called impact investing? Is it because people want to make uh, make sure their money makes a difference instead of just not doing harm? Absolutely right. So, you know, if you look back to 10, 5, 10 years ago, um, ethical investing meant screening out tobacco, arms, oil, and other things that you perceived as doing harm. Uh, And that could lead to some slightly odd investment outcomes. People have, have got wise to the idea that they can use their money positively. They can yeah. use it to make a change in the world. And that's a really attractive thing because it tends to mean investing in companies that are solving problems. Yeah. Uh, and they tend to be quite fast-growing companies, so it delivers a great financial return. But it yeah. makes you feel good about your money too. Yeah. And as you've said, money can, often is, is an emotional conversation instead of just a financial one, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But being able to feel good about your investments, yeah. I think, is... is it's brilliant for people and yeah. you, if you can demonstrate and, and try and measure the positive impact you're having yeah. then that makes people feel good about what they're doing and it, it promotes conversations about money in a, in a whole new way if we see it as a as a force that we can harness for positive change instead of something slightly icky and people feeling uncomfortable about people who've accumulated vast wealth we can yeah. we can see the potential in it so we met for the first time a couple of days ago didn't we which was a, a really nice to meet you before we sort of conducted this interview but 
I, I am a firm believer in sort of having the ability to do well and do good. I don't think those two things are uh, in any way mutually exclusive. Um, and certainly, um, and certainly, we're seeing a lot more companies sort of getting involved in in that area. But we met because um, of my interest, and and literally, I'm just a sort of I'm a, I'm a learner in this field of um, an organisation called B Corp. Now, I know I know EQ Investors is a B Corp. Can you help me understand what that means? And, and how it impacts the running of your business? Yeah, B Corps are companies that have made a commitment to delivering positive benefits for not just their shareholders, but also for their customers, for their staff, for their communities, and for the world around them in general. Okay. So it's about delivering positive change. But we absolutely accept that businesses are here to be profitable. Yeah. We, we wouldn't exist if we weren't making profits. Yeah. But we're also looking at the impact we have on other stakeholders. Yeah. Absolutely. And um, what, how does that man- manifest itself in the day-to-day running of the business? Um, so for, to become a B Corp, you, you have to have it written into your articles and memorandums that you want to do good for the world around you and all of these different stakeholder groups. So whenever we're making decisions about what we're doing in the business, we're, we're thinking back to those groups and making sure that we understand the impact of what they're doing. Mm. Um, we're committed to delivering really positive outcomes for everyone who's engaged with us. Yeah. Um, it, at EQ, we are just in the process of appointing staff champions to work in each of those areas. I like that idea. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody will be the the voice of the staff and everything. Someone someone will be for clients. Uh, someone will be working on the environment uh, and in the community. Okay. I, I um, really like that idea. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's great. I mean, we're about sixty people, so we've got lots of people with loads of ideas. We're also um, uh, convening a staff forum as well to help us make sure that our staff and our, our people are really engaged in everything that we're doing okay. it's, it's very easy to get stuck in the top-down world of management okay. uh, we're firm believers in people being able to manage themselves so. yeah absolutely it's empowerment yeah. isn't it as opposed oh, to yeah. yeah yeah um but can i say one thing about our meeting you did i'm a bit disappointed to be honest because you did say that when we met and when you record any podcasts <laughs> you um you tend to put on your really posh voice <laughs> Uh, and I, I, I was expecting something like really regal. I mean, I know I'm, I, I'm probably bringing my my Cockney accent's probably bringing that down a bit. But, um, <laughs> but I was, I was expecting like a, a queen-like voice. And look, you're, it, it's, it, it's a great voice. But what happened to the, to the regal voice, Judy? I'm obviously feeling very comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> On, on earlier stuff, I do seem to just go very, very posh, and I, I am from Surrey. I am naturally quite well spoken. Yeah, but absolutely. I get really hammed up whenever I'm being recorded, but. I think because I'm sitting at home talking to my iPad, I'm quite comfortable. Yeah, I, I tend to go in the other direction. I tend to get, when I'm on the radio, I tend to go a lot more common than I am, um, which is which is a weird way to go, really. Um, I even use the word blimey on, on the radio once, and I, I, I never use that word. Um, uh, I just said, oh, goodness, and I wouldn't want to Okay, so... Um, how did you get involved? How did EQ Investors and you personally get involved with becoming a B Corp? Uh, we, we heard about the movement early on. Uh, the B Corp movement started in the US 
Um, mm. And one of the big companies who signed up over there that you've probably heard of is Ben and Jerry's Ice Cream. Yeah. Uh, but we heard about the movement launching in the UK, and we just, it just, we just understood immediately that it really fitted with how we wanted to do business. Yeah. So we were one of the first companies to sign up in the UK. Okay. How long, how long have you been involved? Uh, two years. Two. Right. Okay. Cool. We yeah. just recertified for the for the second time. And that recertification process is an annual process. Uh, yes, you have to do it. Um, you have to go through the process to initially become a B Corp. Yeah. And you know this isn't a simple tick box exercise. Yeah. Um, you have to go through an assessment that asks you about uh, various areas of your business. Yeah. And it's fairly in depth, and you have to score a certain number of points out of, I think, a potential 200 to get in. So it's not an exercise in greenwashing. You have to really mean what you say, and yep. you have to you have to think about how you can implement the, the values throughout your business. And I'd imagine there's a lot of changes that occur during that thought process. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, one of the things we've been prompted to do, having just recertified, is to, to look at our supply chain. Okay. That's something we've, we've not really done in any great depth before, but we want to understand the companies that we do business with. Yeah, great. Uh, do their values match ours? And, you know, we're not expecting everyone we do business with to, to certify as a B Corp, but you, know, you start to ask questions about, well, where does this paper come from? From. Yeah. Well, look at the coffee. Should, shouldn't we get some fair trade coffee? Yeah. And you, it does start to touch everything you do, and it's a different way of thinking. And I think it's it's a great way of thinking. Oh, I like that. Um, do you think more businesses should have an ethos of do well and do good? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Because once you start, I think it's quite easy, and I think a lot of people worry that it's going to impact on their profitability. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, buying things like fair trade coffee can be a little bit more expensive. But I think um, it can also be very profitable in that clients want to engage with businesses that they think yeah. treat the world and their, their customers properly. Yeah. People yeah. want to buy they want to buy free range eggs, they want to buy fair trade stuff. Yeah. They don't you know, they don't want to engage with, with companies that, that don't pay their taxes yeah. or don't their work as well. Yeah, agree with that. And I, I think I think in our in our space where sort of people are looking for people they sort of trust um, yeah. and and share values. I think um, being being a good person is is and and having a good business and a business that does the right thing is fundamentally yeah. important. Um, yeah. Do you think business is always a force for good? And if not, why? I think I think sometimes businesses let themselves down, and I okay. think they. The, the, the desire to chase short-term profit uh, impact on share prices can lead yeah. them to do things that they, they wouldn't have done otherwise. And if you look at Volkswagen and their, their emissions testing, mm. um, that was driven by profitability. Great. Yeah. I'm thinking in, in short term in short uh, short term ways of thinking. And I think we, we have to link our incentives to, to long term performance and long term yeah. outcomes rather focusing on share prices over short periods. Yeah, I I, I I couldn't agree more. And I think the really interestingly I've been watching a, a documentary that's just come on Netflix a couple of weeks ago called Dirty Money. And um it's all about uh the businesses that have taken decisions to um, grow short-term profitability in sacrifice of doing the right thing and interestingly there's sort of uh, five or six documentaries one about pharmaceuticals um, one about banking and uh, money laundering which is really interesting Uh, but the first one was about Volkswagen um, and it was an interesting story because they did market their diesel car as being sort of incredibly clean um, when in actual fact the emissions coming out of it were 
were huge. So yeah, that that's a an, an interesting as I'm watching that and thinking all of these businesses want short term financial gain, uh, but sacrifice doing anything right. Um, and I just I think I don't, when I look at sort of the way we do things as a business, but also just as an individual, I'd rather be able to go home and make my kids proud than sort of go home with an extra few quid. Um, so it's interesting how people make those decisions. But I'd imagine in sort of big, big bigger businesses where sort of shareholders are involved, the pressures are different, right? Absolutely, because you lose that contact with with your client. I think. Yeah. That- People like you and I, Chris, working in relatively small businesses, however, however far we take the business, we'll always have contact with our clients. Yeah, uh, yeah. You have to sit down, you have to look them in the eye. Yeah. And if, if you're simply about making as much money as you can, A, you're probably not going to have that client for very long, but B, how can you look them in the eye? Exactly, um, yeah. Uh, I think financial services companies uh, are really well placed to to adopt these ways of working because we have that real connection with our clients. Yeah, I agree with that, absolutely. So your uh, and this is another podcast question um, of of the week, but I want to I want to share it with you. So we asked uh, on actually it's coming up uh, on a later podcast. Um, it's um, if you had uh, one thing that you're Jeannie, we're going to make you supreme ruler of the world. Okay, you can change one thing. What would you change? Gosh. <laughs> change if I could change one thing I, I would stop the war man <laughs> <laughs> so just 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 no no violence right no more violence I like it just put down the guns put down the knives but you know you know what we had interestingly you say that we had lo- like so when we asked this question we had loads of comments coming back saying every um, conflict in the world would be better solved through dialogue as opposed to through violence. Now that may be a bit idealistic, but I, li- I like the idea of that. I like the, yeah, the idea absolutely. of that. Absolutely. I mean, mm. just it's just completely unnecessary just yeah. to have a nice cup of tea and a toilet. <laughs> a fried egg on some sour bread <laughs> toast and an omelette, if like whatever yeah. one you want, you know, and it, uh, and we'll uh, and we'll make the world a better place. But 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 actually, what what would it be? What what one change would you make to the world to make it kinder? Uh, I think. I think I think I would always I always try to remember when when someone's been horrible to me or been a bit rude or shoved in front of me on the train. Yeah. That person has probably had a really horrible day or they've mm. got something going on in their world that's making them act like that. Yeah. I'm a I'm a huge believer in ninety nine point nine 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 percent of the people in the world being good and nice and kind. Yeah. But some stuff makes them forget. Yeah. They I... are good and nice and kind and react in ways that we don't really need to. Mm. So just take a breath before you, before well, th- you hit back. I think often we get stuck in our own heads, don't we? And that yeah. and that that causes certain behaviours that, that probably we don't aspire to behave like all the time. Um, and where can where can people find more about you, more about EQ investors and more about the B Corp process? Uh, they can find out um, lots about EQ investors and me on our website, uh, which is www.eqinvestors.co.uk. Uh, B Corp website has lots of information about signing up to be a B Corp. Uh, and if anyone wants to have a chat with me about the process, they're, they're more than welcome to get in touch. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much for your time today. I've really enjoyed our chat. Um, and and I look forward to speaking to you soon. Oh, Bye. So, <laughs> so um, first of all, what do you think about um, business for good? Do you think it's possible to have a commercial uh, business uh, that employs people and makes money and do good? Yeah, I 
think it is because like you know there are some people and they make money off being kind like um what products can i think of um there's there's something yeah um a lot of businesses have kindness within their values right within the values of the business and um what did you think about uh genie's suggestion solution for eggs i've never tried it what poached egg poached egg on sourdough bread you mean yeah you think that's a perfect solution I mean, I prefer my better own. than my omelet. Is that what you're saying? Mm. <laughs> oh, that, that's a no comment. Um, so, I hope you enjoyed that interview. We've reached that time again. Quick question: Why are your socks distracting you? You just said, <laughs> "I said stop being distracted." You went, "I've got to take my socks off." Why are your socks <laughs> distracting you because so much? I like, I like to wiggle my toes and feel the fabric on my socks. And that distracts you from recording the podcast, <laughs> yeah. does it? All right, okay. So, what time have we reached? The end of the podcast. Oh, the end of the podcast. But the end of the podcast, we know by now that the end of the podcast. Isn't really the end of the podcast because we've got one other thing to do, haven't we? Um, well, we've got two things to well, do, but yeah. For my moment. <laughs> Go off again and, and start. Um, last week's question of the week answered this week, answered last week, answered this week. Okay. And last week's question of the week. Oh, we, we've also got the um, uh, some stories of kindness, listeners' stories of kindness to share as well. But the last week's question of the week was... What would your superhero name and superhero power be? Do you want to read a couple out? Okay, let me have a look. Comfortably warm man, imperviously pervious to the cold. I love that. And that was from Jamie Jenkins, by the way. Uh, you can find him on Twitter, at PensionsGuy. Now, Jamie, I know, lives in Scotland. He doesn't live in a particularly north part of Scotland, but he does live in Scotland. And it is a bit... It's a bit nippy up there, right? Yeah. So being impervious to the cold might be uh, might might be a good thing. Now I'm, I, in, I'm in England right now and I'm still wearing my puffer jacket. It is, yeah. We've had another uh, beast from the east spell, um, and uh, Charlotte's quite cold. But I I get cold really easily, don't I? Mm-hmm. So when like I come downstairs and everybody's got every single door and window open in the house, it'll shut them. I'll be like, no, no. I'd like to be, have the skill of being impervious to the cold. Uh, Martin from London Money had one. Fat face, <laughs> invisibility. Now, I don't know whether the fat face bit and the invisibility bit uh, are linked. At are, all. Are linked um, but invisibility is a, is a super skill. What, would, what, what do you think of that? Would you go for invisibility? No, because you can always see, like, they may say they're invisible, but you can always see them in some way or form. It's like, you know, light reflections. It's, 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 it's yeah, but how about if you could have true invisibility? Would you want that? Yeah, you could just like slip away from any, any awkward situation. <laughs> just kind of go, not here. Awkward slip girl. <laughs> Slipping away from any awkward... It feels like a bit of a waste of invisibility, though. Awkward if all slip. you're going to do it is slip I just, away. I just slip over and kick people. <laughs> <laughs> That, that that is that is quite a niche superhero. <laughs> I slip and kick. Ben Faby came up with one futures boy with the power of twenty twenty hindsight. So he just knew exactly what was going to happen in the future. And to be honest, I wouldn't want that super skill because it just ruined the surprise of everything, wouldn't it? Yeah. Just imagine if you knew everything that was going to go on. It'd make your life easier. It'd make you uh, have the ability to plan out stuff. Yeah, but so I know exactly what's going to be on the test. Ha ha ha. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so that it seems a bit like cheating, though. Uh, well, if you had the superhero skill, I'm sure that 
you'd have to try and use it ethically or really unethically, like uh, Back to the Future 2, where they go out and like know every single sports result before they before yeah. it happened. Um, but it's it all went wrong because <laughs> Biff got the because Biff got the results and it just uh, resulted in an alternate world future where uh, everything was wrong. Awful. And weirdly, Biff was a bit like Donald Trump in that world future. <laughs> uh, maybe Donald, maybe that's what Donald Trump's got, I don't know. Russell, who's who's my brother and uh, esteemed silent editor of the podcast, mm-hmm. um, said, I'd be super dames. I'm not sure about what power... But I'm sure, whatever it was, I'm sure it would be amazing. Just to point this out, he hasn't spelled it like our surname, Dames. He's spelled it like Theatre Dames, Dames. Well, I reckon, I reckon Russell was trying to give away something there and maybe he wants to be a pantomime dame in, <laughs> uh, in, uh, in, a, in another life. Kathy said... The amazing nagger, because according to my family, I am the best at it. I think you've got some competition, Kath. Um, you haven't met my wife. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't say that, by the way, because in case she listens, I'm, I'm going to get in a lot of trouble for that comment. Heidi, Heidi Bull said, according to Sky, I'm super mum. I've got laser eyes and I use it to protect people. I'm imagining it's a telekinesis thing. Oh, that sounds like good. No, a good one. Super mum. And uh, I think there'll be competition for that because my wife, as well as being an amazing nagger, she's a super mum as well. Did I just read the... <laughs> Did I just read... <laughs> I was trying to, I was trying to recover from that. I don't think I will. Uh, John Cookie, John Cook said, "Can't remember if I've answered this, but I'd be the dog whisper, getting all canines to do my bidding." Uh, Seems a bit evil. Yeah, just imagine if you had control of all dogs, you could do loads of stuff. Um, and our uh, little, um, tiny little story of listener kindness is again from the esteemed editor of the podcast, Russell, who said, Kay babysits for her next door neighbours, who's my sister, and Kelly and I went to the shop for one of Mummy's mates because she had trouble getting around. So well done, Russell. You uh, are a scholar and a gentleman and you are doing uh, fine stuff out in the world. That's it. That's really it now, Mr. Charlotte. I know, I know, but we'll be back next week with another Kindness Project um, and I'll uh, look forward, listeners, to speaking to you then. 